Um, so this is third week of Design Your Life August. I hope you guys are enjoying the guests. I hope you loved our episode with Mistress Marley. If you haven't, you definitely need to check it out. She's a bad bitch, doming all types of men, specifically white ones, in New York City. We even have a, a tiny small feature from her, one of her subs on last week's episode. So you should definitely check that out because it's the first time we've had an actual sub on our show. So it's a celebration. It was amazing. I texted her the other day and I said, you need to bring your ass to L.A. And she said, OK, bitch, I see you're practicing. Your I, saw that. I was like, look at Erica trying to be trying to be dominating you know, I'm, you know, I'm a, Mistress Marley. I'm not comfortable. Oh, we, oh, we did. We also she gave us permission to dom her sub a little bit, which was kind of, I think I was really getting into it. I think actually I need to design my life to have a second career as a dom because it's in my nature. And if you guys haven't joined our Patreon, you're missing out because you can watch all this shit on Patreon. You can watch all of our episodes on Patreon. I feel like people don't know that we I think they see our clips on Instagram, but we have like full length episodes that you can watch on Patreon, including us doming Mistress Marley's sub. I even dressed sexy that day. You did. She had stripper heels and everything. I was not prepared. Well, I, I'm the sex of the podcast. So. Bitch, stop. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to figure out what I am of the podcast. We could both be the sex of the podcast. I mean, I am the sex. I just don't have to say it. Well, I say it and I am it and it is it. You know, I don't knows. have to say it. It's just people just know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the dom of the podcast. I'm the sex of the podcast. And I'm the sexy voice of the podcast. She's also the Leo rising of the podcast. <laughs> My God. <laughs> So I'm really excited because today we have a special guest all the way from Maryland. And you guys have tagged me on her Instagram a few different times. And so I'm really excited to bring the funny mama, a.k.a. Catrice, on to Good Moms. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey. hey. <laughs> How are you all? So good. We're good. We're good. And so Catrice, I don't think has ever pulled a card but today we made her shuffle them and pull mm -hmm. pull a card i pulled one which was really scary apparently it was the double card i hadn't touched the deck so at she that was time. like bitch no 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 we can do that one <laughs> time let me put my magical Absolutely touch on not. here and so we're gonna read two card pulls today uh she pulled the sun card so first the devil card um i think sometimes we pull cards and we have a misconception of what they mean just like in life things happen they seem bad they seem like Maybe your world's going to end. But oftentimes there's underlying messages. So let's see what the underlying message is with the devil today, because I'm sure there's some good in the devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, the devil card represents your shadow or darker self and the negative forces that constrain you and hold you back from being the best version of yourself. You may be at the effect of negative habits, dependencies, behaviors, thought patterns, relationships and addictions. You have found yourself trapped between the short-term pleasure you receive and the longer-term pain you experience. Ooh, this yeah. does not sound encouraging yeah, at all. Not, no, this is good. This is good. This is self-reflection. Everybody has a shadow side. It's just we're not always down to explore that. And I think this is a good time. The devil card often appears when you have been tricked into thinking you have no control over your shadow self or these negative forces and that you can never break free from their hold. You believe you need it and you must have it, even if it means going against what you know to be right to obtain it. Wow, this is for me. Um, <laughs> on the positive side, <laughs> let's skip right down to the bottom, Biddy. The devil can also show a powerful attachment between two people, such as a mom and her newborn or a new romance still in its honeymoon phase. Be careful, though, because with the devil card, this healthy attachment can turn into an unhealthy, codependent relationship if you lose connection with your inner guidance or you don't protect your personal boundaries. Moms, if your whole life, world, and existence is your motherfucking kid, you may need to come up for air and remember who the fuck you are. Even your child can be a negative attachment if you don't have attachment to your motherfucking self. Amen. Uh, the devil can also represent sexuality and your wild side. You may be exploring bondage, fetishes, and your deepest, darkest fantasies. Okay, Biddy. Okay, okay Biddy with a BDSM. Okay. Uh, <laughs> getting freaky, Biddy. <laughs> Told you the devil's not all bad. If you can do this within a safe, sacred space, it can be very enriching experience. However, it has the potential to turn into something that may be unsafe or difficult. Okay, <laughs> like just keep on bringing it Let back. Just end it there. If you, if you have some dark fantasies you want to explore, now's the time. Well, I think this actually is in line with the theme of the month, which is redesigning your life and, you know, and attaching yourself to things that, you know, are not serving you and Comfortable. reflecting on the things that you know intuitively are for you. 
Um, sometimes we attach our things. I call it, well, I think everyone calls them trauma bonds. And sometimes it long term doesn't really feel good, but we're so used to it being comfortable that mm-hmm. it's almost like Satanism. Like you hurt yourself because it feels good temporarily, but long term it doesn't feel good. But some strange part of you is addicted and attached to the pain mm-hmm. because somewhere in your lifetime and your childhood, probably it's felt comfortable and familiar. Be careful of what's familiar because familiar area can definitely be does not equal good and it can be perceived as comfortable and it's not good do you know my therapist told me what she told me because i was like why do i always choose the bad guy why am i and she said or like a relationship where we're like fussing all the time and it's like why and she said what did you see growing up because whatever you saw growing up even if it was just like if you watch tv all the time good tv there's arguing there's this and that or you know your parents or whatever that's what you associate with love. So when a good guy comes along who you're not arguing or fighting with, you feel like this isn't love. This isn't real. So that's what I'm working on in therapy. <laughs> I literally just had this conversation yeah. with before we started. I was like, I'm being triggered by my parents, but I'm 33 years old. <laughs> They're fighting, so it's affecting me. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, like, it's so it's literally That love that you're familiar with may mm-hmm. not always be the healthy love you were supposed mm-hmm. to see. Anyway, on to more positive things. (laughs) The sun. What is the sun card? The sun. Would you like to read it? Okay, the sun. Positivity, fun, warmth, success, vitality. The sun represents success, radiance, and abundance. The sun gives you strength and tells you that no matter where you go or what you do, your positive and radiant energy will follow you and bring you happiness and joy. People are drawn to you because you can always see the bright side and bring such warmth into other people's lives. The beautiful warm energy is what will get you through the tough times and help you succeed. If you're going through a difficult time, the sun brings you the message you have been waiting for, that things will get better, a lot better. Through the challenges along your path, you discovered who you are and why you're here. Now you are full of energy and zeal for the future and can already perceive success and abundance flowing to you. The sun connects you to the power base. It's not fear-driven, egotistical, but abundant inner energy radiating through you right now. Um, well, goddamn. Yeah, I like I that one. If you do the work and you deal with your shadow sides and you deal and delve in all the darkness that your soul is harboring in at the end of the tunnel, it's the sun, your truest self, the light, the beam, and the success. Perfect for designing your life because you have to do the work to get to where you want to go and be in the sun. Amen. I'm a tarot card reader, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Pulls two cards. (laughs) I believe it. You know, if I sat in front, if I went and got a reading and you broke it down, like, you know, the bitch was right. She said that I had to release the trauma bonds. (laughs) She was using all the the words. The hot words. The the hot words in the streets. But yeah, I think, I feel like that's, these card pulls were balanced. They were balanced. I feel like they're speaking to me. I have a lot of the devil and the sun going on. So, well, welcome to the show, Catrice. Can you tell our listeners a little about you? I know your mama. Maybe tell them how many kids you got. Yes, I'm a mom of three. So two that I birthed and one bonus baby. And I have two teenagers and one is four. (laughs) I started all over. It was so much fun. (laughs) I was right there. The finish line was right there. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been a mom literally my entire adult life. I was pregnant when I was 18. I had him when I was 19. So... I never got that time to like let loose and that mom anxiety has always been there. It's great. You had mentioned before when we were talking that you kind of grew up in like a religious family or like Catholic well, family and that you were because you got married young. You got married when you. Yes, I got married at 19. But my family, like my mom and my dad, my mom, you know, would take us to church every Sunday and stuff like that. My dad isn't very religious. So he believes in God, but. That's pretty much the extent of his religion. And my mom, she is very religious, but she was never, she's like the rebel of her family. So she never was pushing anything on us or anything like that. We went to church, we prayed and we were kind human beings. That's all she, they really pushed. But yeah, I got married at 19 because I got pregnant and it just felt like the right thing to do. I didn't want my family to think I was just hoeing out here. And then we got divorced a year and a half later. So it was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) That was even a bigger scandal. So, yeah. And then I got remarried at 28 or 26. I don't know. I don't know the time. Well, in between that time. So you were divorced at 21 and then you remarried at 28. Like what was like dating as a single 
mom and then being that young too and being a mom like what was that like Cause, like because i think for us we had our kids you know we're li- not little not later in life but we were you know in our later ends of 20s whereas when you have a child at 21 and you're and you're trying to date like what what is that like because i know we do have some listeners that are that are young young parents well i think a lot before i met the person that I'm divorcing now. Before that, I was more focused on showing my friends, like, I'm still here. I still got it. I was the only person who had a kid. I'm like, don't worry. I'm still going out. I'm still doing this. And in that, the only guys that I would meet were basically full of shit. You know, it's from like the club, this and that or whatever. It's like, why are you doing this to yourself? But I love that shit. <laughs> and yeah, I think my whole focus was because everybody made it seem like you you became a mom, your life is over. And I feel like that's just what people do. That's what society does. It's like when you buy a car, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it depreciates. And that's how people treat people who are moms. It's like the moment you're pregnant, it's like, oh, okay, oh, you're pregnant, okay, da, 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 whatever. You have the baby and it's like, well, you're not good anymore. Or you can't do this, you can't do that. And it was just always was like rules. And for me, I'm like, I'm 21. Like, I still want to, you know, have fun, be 21. So I would say to still live your best life, just block your kids from your social media so they can't see what you all my kids are blocked from my stories really mm-hmm. they can see like my page but they're like blocked but their friends find me i have to That's like block boundaries. yeah i feel like it's none of your damn business, yeah, business what's on there i'm most of the time talking shit about you anyway i don't need to <laughs> cause any trauma in your life that you're gonna go to therapy for later because i love you but i'm venting to my friends so that's it yeah yeah, no, I feel that. Our kids are only six, so they probably know how to use social media better than most, though. Because I read in my phone, knowing how to use stories and shit. Yeah, like putting on the filter. Yesterday, I t- fell asleep. Why did she get my phone, take a picture of me asleep, and send it to, like, five people? Like, and I, yeah, and then I got, I woke up to, like, text messages, like, are you okay? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, why are you sending me this? I was like, why the fuck do you think I would send you this? How? Like my six-year-old sent me that, and it was a beautiful photo too. I'm gonna post it. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I look really cute, sleep." <laughs> now I look really cute, sleep. Well, before we get into this, do you have any affirmations? We usually ask our guests to give our listeners an affirmation. Um, are there any affirmations that you tell yourself, or that like your your go-to favorite affirmations? Yes, um, this one I've been saying for the past two weeks. Everything I need to succeed, I already have within myself. Everything Everything I need need to succeed, I already have within myself. Hmm. I receive that. It's true. I thought you guys were about to put a spell on me. (laughs) I didn't know what happened. You guys took a deep breath at the same time. I was like, okay. (laughs) Here it comes. (laughs) Erica and I are oddly, strangely, very connected in some strange way. Yeah, I know what she's doing when she doesn't even tell me. I'd be like, girl, I already knew. She, but you know, I'm like, oh my God, this bitch is in my head. <laughs> I was like, I can't not tell her. And then she's like, I already knew. I'm like, <laughs> oh, get out of my brain. <laughs> also, our Dropbox. I, I know because we have a shared Dropbox and the bitch doesn't know how to disconnect her personal photos from the Dropbox. <laughs> so I'd be seeing all her shit. I'd be like, girl, I don't need to know. I didn't need to see that. I need to see all of it. <laughs> Then she screenshots them and sends them to me randomly. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, you didn't need to screenshot it. I knew what was in there. <laughs> Just verbalize it, bitch. <laughs> no more SDing in the Dropbox. Got it. What are, oh, I'm like, what's SD? Remember, you know, I'm not good with these abbreviations. The other day, she kept talking, like, she shared something with me, and someone kept putting, like, YT, YT. No, it's from the and, internet. I just learned and it. And I was like, what the fuck is YT? No, it's WYT. She didn't know what WYT is. And then PIP. What does it mean? WYT. No, it was just YT, bitch. It's white. White. No, but oh, on the that. internet, they yes. YT. See, she knows. But I would only I know no if it was idea. in context. I, like I don't know. Said, like, I don't know, understand why they developed YT. And then they put P-I-P-O for people. I'm like, why what? are we not spelling out white people? Why does it have to be in a brief? Sometimes people are just being lazy. I like, swear. Is it a secret? I, I think white people so know. Good. She kept saying, <laughs> we were like in this text and like, they kept saying YT and I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? She was talking, our friend was talking about a guy and she's like, yeah, he's YT and he just, he wants to go Dutch everywhere. I don't know why he was YT had anything to do with them going Dutch. But What's uh, Dutch? Split? You don't know what that is? Girl. Split. Oh, are you 
hundred. What? I've never heard anyone say splits. You want to go splitsies? No. Spl- I'm just wondering if that's what it is. Like, I gotta get it's for what? the bitch I that think- says res. She's like, I was like, yeah. This guy texted me and was like, yeah, I made a res. I was like, how white? She was like, I always. Bitch, I'm from the valley. I, I, what I, does I, too, res I never mean? say like. I'm a valley girl. Like heart. a reservation. Yes. Yeah, like a resi. Who says that? Like, oh, don't worry, girl. I made the res. I made the res. No. The same bitch that says lol. I say lol for lol. I like that's who. And then she was like lol. <laughs> I hate it. I fucking hate it. Instead of saying lol, I say lol. <laughs> 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 this forty-six second conversation about <laughs> abbreviations we don't understand from the internet. <laughs> no, but when I first read white people, I was like white people. What? <laughs> I was like, oh, white people. <laughs> It took a minute. Now I know. I am never forget I, it. I'm but. still not sure why we have to use it in code. Uh, you guys, I think. The I don't think know. it's a good code. <laughs> I think they know. Pretty obvious. Well, apparently it's not. Even now, I've never put like black people. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's black? A BLK? BLSQ? I don't know. BLQ? BLX? <laughs> you know why people can't do anything abbreviated? <laughs> they can't do anything to us. We we'll go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we get to have BET, but they can't have anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> You had slavery, so shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I know I make David so uncomfortable. I love you, David. (laughs) Uh, It's not fun if we don't talk about it and joke about it. He's like, respect. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. (laughs) All this white people talk. Back to momming. (laughs) Back to today's affirmation. You have everything you need inside of you. Oh, right. I do believe that. I believe that, although I think I, sometimes we forget, especially in the age of social media and like looking on the gram, you'd be thinking you need a lot of shit. I'd be like, do I need that Louis bag? I can't afford it. But she had it and she looked cute and looked like she needed it. Why don't I have it? They have a yacht. Why do I have a yacht and a man? Fuck. That's what I think. <laughs> Mostly on Sierra's page because she's triggering as fuck. Her and Russell. Oh, they really are. Aren't they? In I'm Italy, like, I was like, "Yeah, right." On the boat, I'm wow. Like, I play that's great. No, it's Lori Harvey and what's his name? I don't even know. I used to be in love with him, but now he's just what's his name? Well, oh, oh, Michael. Michael. I don't even like to say his name. I'm just glad he's finally, you know, is dating a black woman. I'm proud of him. He's gonna go oh, because he was on that boat that time with that. Woman. <laughs> he's been on many boats. He doesn't. He's he notoriously. They're cute. They're, cute. They're so cute. They're cute but it's like if they ever break up. Who could follow Lori Harvey? That's why I say, like, we had a rant a few weeks ago. I don't know when it was. What was it? I don't know. Last week's episode, and I was talking about, we pulled a card, and I was talking about this one girl who I follow on social media (laughs) who, like, is always posting her man. And, like, she has had never had a man and now, like, won't stop posting him. And I'm like, girl, if if y'all break up, like, yeah, that's why you can't. You're going to have to go through your whole feed and delete all You got to, like, sprinkle them here and there. You can't do. I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't do posting. And because I don't really feel like going back to weed out like i've been broken with my baby daddy for four years i went back to my my shit i was like why have i not deleted some of this shit (laughs) well you know you know my i hold i wrote a whole poem about my beef with you know my ex not posting me but i've come a long way i don't care anymore but (laughs) back way when when i was 24 it would irritate me but does it make you feel a little special like like now if you're dating someone and they post you you're like yeah no, because so my ex know. from last year during COVID, my practice relationship. Oh, oh, God, he took it too far. He posted it. He would post me all the time and I'd be so uncomfortable. Like, And I know he was doing it because like, he wanted me to post him. And I was like, this is not going to make me post you. Like, he tag you. You know, that's interesting because first of all, social media is just interesting in general because I was looking at your page <laughs> before you got here. And last night, because I'm a stalker, and I was like looking at the kids. I was looking at all your videos. I was laughing and shit. I saw like your Switch video with your son. And then I was like, where is her husband? I, she looks like she's living a beautiful life over there. That's a beautiful kitchen. Where is her man? Is this her man? I'm so, I'm so fucking nosy. I'm like, I bet she has a really cute man. Those kids are cute. Where's the man? Where's the husband? And then she's You're like, digging deep. You're going I was deep. digging deep. <laughs> I'm like, is this man her husband? Is that her uncle? I don't know. And it, <laughs> oh, God. I'm just like the, the lies of the internet. And then Erica's like, she's getting a divorce. I'm like, oh. Did you take him off? No. Maybe that wasn't your uncle that I saw. Maybe that's- it's probably my dad. If it was just a video, uh, that was my cute. dad. I mean, I'd- how you gonna ask her? I think he's hideous because he's my dad. You know, but other people, when I post him, I'm my friends included. You know, they get disrespectful. <laughs> they think you're so dad's fine. Oh, yeah, they he are. Fine. They think he is fine. I oh, saw. I gotta see daddy. Yeah, okay. you do. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you do. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought she was picking up her phone. No, Catrice's friend is here too, and she's nodding. But that's why I had to look at her. I was like, "Was it? Oh, that was her daddy, right? Okay, yeah. He looks like you. Yeah. Well, I I love him. Oh, thanks. I think you should sprinkle people in here and there. But I feel like, I mean, I was getting separated for. I've been separated now for a year, but I just announced it two months ago. Because people are like, why are you doing this by yourself? Why are you doing... I was like, doing, you know... Which I love, like, building shit, doing stuff. But they're like, ain't nobody gonna help. I'm, like, posting videos of me looking stupid, trying to carry a piece of wood. I'm like, I could fucking do it myself. I don't need them. And when I posted it, everybody was like, what? You are? And I feel like, for me, I'm so open about my life that there's certain parts that I do want to be able to have control of. And with that, I could take my time. You know, when I was ready to share that I was getting a divorce and, you know, all of that stuff. And now... You know, people probably think I'm, like, wilding out because I'm, like, out all the time. I'd be posting myself in bikinis and this and that, which was never a thing for me. But it's like, no, I mean, it's been a year now. I'm ready to start. Well, I don't know if I'm ready to start dating. I don't know. It has to be somebody who, like, knocks my socks. How long were you guys together? For 11 years. So most of, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but for probably most of your adult life, essentially. Like, 23 to, yeah. You've had a lot of experiences. So you had like a very young marriage as a single mom. You did your thing, dated a little bit, and then you got married. And then it's like, obviously, any marriage is serious. And the serious marriage. like yeah, serious. This was my serious. This the was serious my for real, for real marriage. Um, and like, obviously, there's different like how you act, hopefully, if you're not me, in a relationship. And when you're single is different. But like even you saying like now I'm posting in bikinis. Was that an issue in your marriage? Like. No, I think that was with me. So when I got pregnant with CJ, like I had stretch marks all over and I was like super about my stomach before, you know, I was young. I'm like, bitch, hello. (laughs) And then he fucked it up. No, no, he's not going to listen to this. But it was I was like, what the hell? He did. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So for a while and then my mistake was dating this guy right before. See, Ashton's there who was the fucking worst. I never have used the term like that I hate somebody, but still, I have to shake it. I really can't stand him. But he would say shit. I actually wrote a blog post about how I broke up with him. It was the most glorious breakup of my life. <laughs> he was a trust fund baby, so everything he thought he could buy. And I knew I was going to break up with him. I'm like, you're full of shit. He's like, he was like verbally abusive. He would say like shit that was just like, yo, why? And one of the things was like, who's going to want you? You're divorcing your stretch marks. And he was say he and I was like, what the fuck? So I knew I want to break up with him, but my birthday party was coming up. <laughs> my birthday, and my friends was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> he's throwing you this huge party. You need to have the party and then break up. And I'm you like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> You're right. So he got me my whole outfit. He got me like everything. We went to like dinner first, and then we had at that point. What was the pink champagne that everybody was pressed over when we were young? When we were like Arbor Mist? No, no, <laughs> the one, what? the the pink was it just rose? Is it just no? It wasn't. I don't know what it was. But he each I don't remember. But he got us each two bottles. We were like fucked up in the club. You know, I'm like I think I was 23. I'm like oh yes, bitch, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. And then the next day we went out to eat with my family and. I'm very good at talking about people and making it a joke. It's not something that I'm proud of. But if you're a bad person, if you're a bully, it's my favorite thing to do. And so all of a sudden, I just started lighting him up at the table. And all my family is looking like, what the fuck is going on? And he was getting so mad. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm ready to go back. And I was like, oh, all right. Because he came from out of town. So he went back to the hotel room. I got my stuff. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> and he was like, wait, but we just had the party. I know. Thank you. Goodbye. And I like walked out and left. And it was like... I just remember walking out like, I'm a boss-ass bitch. <laughs> bitch with, like, my bag. Like, thank you. <laughs> and it was the greatest thing ever because I was like, you're full of shit. And you just pay all this money for me to have the most amazing time with my friends. And thank you for your services. And it's Girl, that's done. some Virgo shit. That is some Virgo-ass shit. Some calculated-ass. <laughs> I know. I'll do it after the Thank you. Day. I've already disconnected from it you. Was, it was very well-timed and planned. That's beautiful. And I didn't start talking about him until I was done with my food. Because <laughs> I knew how it was going to go down, and my food was delicious. So yes, I mean, like I just men that talk about a woman's body in that way, but will but will lay down with you and have no problem. Like it's just so, yeah. Just belittling and disrespecting women to make yourself feel better, or like is just an insecure act overall. Like you're a bitch ass nigga. But it stuck with me for a very long time. You know, it really made me. And society makes it makes you feel, have a real beef with society, if you can't tell with the way they make moms feel. But it makes you feel like 
stretch marks are like hideous. It's ugly. And it's like 90% of women have stretch marks regardless of if you had a baby or not. And all women, once our stomachs, or if your stomach gets messed up after a baby, it's like cover it up. You can't show it. Don't show it. You nope. can't show it anymore. Nope. You know, you yeah. can't. You could have been, if you get pregnant at 21, you're taking body shots off of somebody doing this, and then you get pregnant. And then as soon as the baby comes out, it's like, well, you can't do that That's anymore. trauma. You can't have, you can't have no more like, fun. Yeah. It's like you get shoved in this box and... Yeah, I hate that. That's what is my also my question to you is like I think it's sometimes even harder when you're young and first of all you're already being like shamed for having a baby young and then there's all these expectation of you you know you you're getting married you're getting a divorce your body changes I think when you're a young mom you have even more pressure to act in a way and to yep. not go out and not act your age and like forget who you are because it's like if you do anything out of the scope of that everyone is like. Told See, you, yep. Told you exactly. I told you that you were that. Yeah, exactly. They can't, they can't wait. Like as a grown ass woman, as a twenty seven year old woman, twenty six year old woman, people, friends, family members couldn't wait to kind of like jump down what they thought you weren't doing motherly enough. So like, how did you even find enough? Like, I mean, obviously you're committed. You're like, bitch, I'm about to live this life, which I commend because I'm sure you got a lot of judgment. Like, how did you deal with that judgment? And like, you know, being a single mom and still remembering who you were that young with everybody else's, I'm sure, negative. Fucking oh, well, it. back then, I mean, I was still in their face trying to be like, oh, no, I'm yeah. not doing anything. Um, and social media was just becoming a thing, you know, that was like. I don't know, like 10 years ago. So it was like, it wasn't, there weren't any stories. You weren't really posting all the crazy shit you were doing. You could really stage your life. How, well, I mean, you still can, but you could stage it how you wanted people to see it. So I just didn't post that part of me. And my family didn't know, you know, they, I mean, my mom would know that I would go out. So there was still shame around it though. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like couldn't fully be yeah. a double life. I feel like a lot of moms do that. They feel like they have to live these Absolutely. This double life. Like I can't do this. I can't do that. And then also living in that double life, then meeting people and abusers that people disrespect you and like make you feel bad. Yeah. So I have a question. Like how did you, cause I think that's something that like the world doesn't prepare you for. Like, the way your body changes after pregnancy and like it affects everyone differently and like learning how to love your body again. Like, oh, it fucked me up. How do you feel like you've come to this point where I did it until I saw your photo and the baby. Oh God. Like, She's so it's like confidence is sexy. You know what I mean? Like, and I think thankfully, I think, you know, thanks to social media, there's a lot of shaming, but there is an opportunity too to like empower. People yeah. And be like, okay, look, you know? Well, I mean, I think it took a while for me. Not until I hit 30 was I like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I cannot keep on living for everybody else. And I realized my entire life, that's what I've done. I don't even know who I am because I've changed myself so much to be what everybody else wants me to be. So that's when I started The Funny Mama. And I'm like, y'all going to see how much I curse, mm -hmm. how much my kids get on my nerves. <laughs> I love them, but they get on my fucking nerves. How much, like, I just wanted to normalize because I had postpartum depression after my second son. And it was because everything I was seeing on social media when people were having their kids and it was like they snapped back or they had like you know, everything was fantastic and they just were fine. I had to have a C-section and I was like fucking postpartum depression was fucking me up. And I was like, I need to know that there's other mothers out there that don't have their shit together. And so that's when I started kind of changing. And, and I say it all the time. My followers really helped me get out of it. So then I felt like, okay, well, I'm going to just be honest about everything that has happened to me as a mom and as a woman, because I want to be able to open up the conversation for things that nobody wants to talk about. So I always like my Christmas pictures that I always post to the kids. It's always like a terrible picture because it's the truth. You know, you have to take of your kids like 40 pictures before you can get one. And it's like, no, this is the reality of it. So I also feel like the whole bathing suit thing, that was something that took me a long time because I hadn't worn a bathing suit since before, since I was 18, like a bikini. And I was like, bitch, you do not diet this much for you to not show off your body. Like, you don't. And if majority of the other women here have stretch marks that they're not trying to show, I wish they would judge me for having mine out. So then I did. And it was, it was super, super empowering. I did it for the first time when I just went to Mexico, like, 
I don't know, it was like a month ago or two months ago. And the first day I was like, everybody's looking at me, everybody's, but nobody was looking at me. (laughs) Nobody was. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this more. And then I said, I'm only buying crop tops this whole summer. (laughs) Like it was like me just being like, I need to get outside of this comfort zone. And it really is empowering because it's like, I'm finally, this is my body. There's nothing I can fucking do about it. The stretch marks are so high, even a tummy tuck wouldn't do shit. So you're going to fucking like it or, you know, that's, you can fuck yourself. I don't care. You know, like this is me. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's been a journey. Like I said, I've been a mom for 14 years. So now at the fucking tail end, I'm like, "Mm, you know what? Let me accept this shit. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. It's such a journey. People don't give that enough. Like your body changes. You're literally feeding another human. If you feel foreign in your own body, it feels like yeah. alien. Like it's strange. No, it's cr- I feel alien. Like I've been like peeing on myself. I pee on myself. I I never week. went through that, but everyone talks about it. I know it's just recent. Like I'm like, like this I, last six here I am thinking increased. I dodged it. I'm like, am I dialed six? Am my pussy still? I'm not peeing on myself. And then like one day I was like in Target and I was like. Am I peeing? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, was- I usually pee, like, at least this much before I make it to the toilet. Like, my pants <laughs> are, like, at least this wet. I'm like, this is... And, and literally, there's nothing I can do about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's very and common. I've turned 33, and then I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's just, I always have a very urgent bladder. Like, I pee outside all the time. But it's to the point, like, I'll be right at the toilet, and it's just, like, a little stream down my leg. <laughs> I'm an old lady. But people don't talk about it. No. This shit should be told. It should be spoken about. Like, it is like, it's a muscle, like, just like skin is an organ. Everything is, Mm -hmm. like, everything reacts differently, you know? And everyone's journey in their body post-pregnancy is different. You know, I love giving head, but I literally hate the semen. I hate swallowing. It doesn't taste good. That's why you guys know we've talked about taste and the reviews are in. I've been getting hit up by all of you guys that have gotten taste and taste changes swallowing lives. (laughs) Taste is a game changer for sure. It makes me feel so much better about swallowing the semen after the job is done. I feel like a real pro. Also, it makes you taste better. It's packed with premium natural ingredients. Taste is the organic vitamin that works with your natural pH levels to improve the taste and smell of bodily secretions for him and her. Not only that, it's black-owned. It's woman-owned. Shout out to Brittany Nicole. She's bomb. She's a mom. And this shit works. It really, really works. You know, me and Mila, we don't talk about brands unless we really fuck with them. And Taste Vitamins is one of those brands that just... It works. It's the magic potion your head game has waiting for. So all you have to do is take two capsules two hours before play. But for best results, take two capsules per day monthly for even more pleasurable experience down below. But today, Taste is offering our listeners 15% off. So make sure you go to tastevitainc.com and use bad choices at checkout. That's T-A-S-T-E-V-I-T-A-I-N-C.com and use bad choices at checkout. You know, it's just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of shame around it, especially, I think there's more shame that we feel than really is maybe even perceived. Like, cause like you said, like walking outside, no one even was like, but you know what? I think it's also like marketing and shit. It, it is crazy to me how nobody really targets moms. Because if you think about it, moms are in control of everything. The whole household. I'm buying stuff the to clean, to cook. Shit. They suffer the kids. If you're married or you're with somebody, this shit for him. You know, the stuff for myself. All of these things, the mom is literally at the center of it. But you choose to go after younger kids who don't got no fucking money it's like yeah and it's like we fucking created life like that's a pretty big deal like it's not like (laughs) it's not like it's not an easy thing to do we created the population we we literally just had this conversation with our business partner he was like but you couldn't do it without the nut you couldn't do it what about you couldn't do shit without it i was like oh my god yeah it's literally (laughs) like the nut the least you could do literally the least you could do exactly and then what (laughs) and then what (laughs) what do you do then yeah it's Moms matter. The world needs to value moms way more. And it's no reason why we created life. And now you feel as though you can tell me what I should or shouldn't do. I should be able to do 
whatever the fuck I want to do because I'm also now raising these kids to be the best that they can be so they're not murderers or rapists while trying to get my shit together while trying to provide while trying to be a good person go to therapy so that I don't turn into a murderer myself (laughs) like hello I'm fucking stressed therapy free drinks like you know what I'm saying? Like yes, mom's night out. Yes, like, every Friday, every bar. Like this should be standard. Weekly massage. Weekly massage. Hello, free, like, but we are months. treated like. Do you want society to be good? Give moms weed. Treat moms better. Give them. Free- it should be free weed, medical grade mom weed, because you're raising children. Coming uh, do to you, a store near don't you. kill them. <laughs> yeah. so it's it's crazy to me. So I do think that it is. We're just devalued. It's I, I I hate it so much. So I'm hoping to help to add to the value of mothers. So people will not add, but to show you know how much value we offer because it's bullshit that they just push us to the side. Okay, speaking of moms mattering and just the fact that we are the motherfucking salt of the earth and the population would not exist. Hello, us. Hello. I just want to ask you, you know, as a young mom and now, you know, being a parent now for 14 years, what is your biggest lesson that you've learned, like, through all of it? Like, for me, like, my question is, like, I always, like, too, like, I see parents that have, like, multiple kids. and like, they're professional parents. Like, does it get better? Is it easier? Do you figure this shit out? Or is it a never-ending? <laughs> oh, shit. It doesn't get easier. It doesn't. You would think the closer to, I'll, I'll always joke and say the finish line, even though it kills me to think, like, oh, my God, my son is really about to be out here. He's 14 now. He turns 15 in November. He starts high school next year. In four years, he's going to be able to, well, when you have, when you're Mexican, you never get to do whatever. Yeah, my mom is Mexican. Really? Oh, hey, maybe sisters or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we're not sisters or I'm going to have to talk to my dad. Oh, shit. Well, no, that's all my mom's side. I'm going to have to talk to my fucking mom. (laughs) Rodriguez is mom. Okay. Okay. So I think the biggest lesson I think would be to enjoy your time with your kids, which I love my kids. I know I have to say it because I really be feeling like I'm talking shit about them. But I am always a mom. You know, like, it's like, God, so the moment I'm not with them, I feel so terrible because it's like part of me is like, you have that mom anxiety. Like, are they okay? And nobody can take care of them like I can. Are they, you know, whatever. But then the other part of me is like, fuck. it's like when you take off a bra. <laughs> You're like, shit, God, I was so fucking tired. I didn't even realize I was that tired. So I think it's enjoying the time with them, even though they drive you nuts, because someone once told me, and it fucked me up, you only have 18 summers with your kids. What? Doesn't that fuck you up? Why would you say that? It makes you feel... So ever since they told me that, they told me that when he was probably like 10, every summer I'm like... I only have. It might not even be. Only have six Especially more summers. Only five more summers. Only nine summers, and, and then, then maybe when, when your the, kids are yeah, fourteen, and then they're gonna go two summers, summers with their friends. So after this summer, I only have three more summers. Oh, three more summers, and that's fucking me up. I can't believe you just put it. Like I know. That. I'm sorry, but if I heard it, you guys have to hear it too. It's just you have to. But if you it did eighteen more school years. I'd be like, oh. Yeah, but summers. Thank God. Summers. So it did make me feel like. At that point, because it was a lot of me being like, I need a break from my kids. I was like, okay, you need to learn how to balance this in a healthy way. Because even though they get on your nerves, you clearly love them so much. They're your whole world. They're 18 now. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? But then on the flip side, it's also I lost myself to motherhood for a very, very long time. All I knew was being their mom. I, I so much so that I never went through those twenties of discovering who I was. Were and you my stay at home mom then? Fuck no, my mom would never let me. I always had my own money. I always had my little secret accounts, all that shit. But I do feel like, I, and there's nothing wrong with being a stay at home mom. No, let me say no, that no, 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 there's no. not. But for me, I just, I, you know, I just feel like I have to have my own. But. I lost myself to motherhood and, and I never discovered who I was because for so long in my life growing up, I don't know why my whole goal was to be married and have kids. That was and there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like once you come to that decision after exploring every single thing else about yourself to make sure that there's nothing else that you really want to do. Right. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I just was focused on getting married, having kids, getting married, having kids. So then I got married the first time I had kids and I was still like. No, that that wasn't right. I got to do it again. You know, 
I went and got married and had another kid and then I had my bonus kid too. And I was like, there's still what? Because it was like, okay, you got it. Yeah, not like What the fuck do I do now? And in that, did I start to realize, all right, well, I need to figure out what the fuck I want to do, what I can do. But, you know, my grandparents used to make us do all this crazy shit. My mom used to, like, make us make costumes and shit. My grandfather used to make us build shit. My dad, both of my parents are, like, geniuses. Anything they want to do, they can fucking do. They're the most creative people in the world. And I grew up not only watching them do these things, but doing it with them. But never did I ever think that I could do those things because I'm just a mom. You know, like, in my mind, society fucking got to me. I'm like, I'm just a mom. So I started, like, exploring all of these things. And in that not only discovered who I am, but it also opened up my eyes to shit that was going on in my marriage. It also made me realize you are a completely different person than you even thought you were Mm. and what you want and what you will accept from people. But it was scary as fuck because it also is like, like you were saying, where you're so comfortable in something and this is who you are and this is what I've been doing and it works. Am I happy? No, but are my kids thriving? Am I, you know, whatever? And all of a sudden, I was just like, fuck it. This isn't what I want. I mean, there was plenty of reasons why I got divorced. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but it was a thing of like, okay, now I'm, for the first time in a very long time, I'm so excited about life. Right. And I'm like, and it's about me. Not like because I'm having a baby or not because I'm planning a wedding or anything. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do next? Like, here I am finally doing everything to explore me and I really fucking like who I am and that shit it's great it's scary but it's great what were some of the steps you took to find that place I think there's a lot of women who are in that space we're like fuck who the fuck am I what has happened where have I you know like because I I think that's a majority of women we just want to like you're like oh I'm supposed to have a baby and get married and like be sick like be rich and be happy and clean the house I thought that for sure that was like my definitely my goal but like when you're in that position what were some of the things that what were the tools that you used to pull that out of you to say wait hold on are there events that happen was there something within you that said like first thing was not giving a fuck anymore at 30 I literally was like turn it off stop fucking caring what people think even when I started the funny mama and I hope my mom's not watching this and thinks that I'm saying this in this way but my mom when I I would be like cursing a lot she wasn't used to I still don't curse in front of my parents they just were very strict like that my two other sisters will but my mom I said damn in front of her she threw a fucking grapefruit at me I was like ma what the (laughs) what what, it slipped so for but you know, on my page, I'm like, if you follow me, this is how I really talk. I curse a lot. That's just what I do. And my parents curse a lot. So it's like, what do you, yeah. how, how, what did you expect was going to happen? And she, you know, her, my sister, not my little sister. My little sister is like the free one. She like has never worn drawers in her life. And she's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. My older sister has got her shit together. Everything. She got a calendar for everything. But if she gets some drinks in her, she turns into the free little sister too. <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, in the middle, just like, mm, I don't know. Everything has to kind of be. But then I have my days. But I feel like they told me, like, you're cursing a lot. If you want to turn this into a thing, you say a lot of bad words. Your family, you know, all the family follows you. And I was just like, well, this is me. This isn't for them. This is for me. I'm owning who I am. You know, I'm saying whatever. I talk on my page like I do to my friends because I feel like that's that is my truest me. I'm 100 percent myself with my friends. And I'm tired of people painting narratives of me and who I am and what I do and, you know, whatever. And so I just took control. So the first step is absolutely just not caring. And it's the hardest thing to do. But once you do it and once you really get into it of like really not fucking caring what anybody thinks. I mean, don't just put your coochie out there on, you know, on your. Or do. I mean, if you want to. (laughs) But it's like. Once you do it, it's so empowering and it's so like freeing. Like mm-hmm. you just don't realize how much of your life you like based around everybody else's opinions. Right. And then once you let that go, then you've given yourself the freedom to, well, what do I like? What do I want to do? Right. And it feels like when you're a teenager and you first get your license and like your car and you're like, all right, now but where am I going to go? You're like so excited because you're not held down by what society tells you to do or what you think your family is going to think. And now my family, you know, I went from the middle child that got on everybody's nerves to, I think, I'm not going to say I'm the most impressive, but my personality is pretty, 
it's, it's coming through. No, I'm just kidding. My <laughs> sisters are going to be like, yeah, bitch, pipe down. <laughs> You're so annoying. But yeah. I mean, that's amazing. What a testimony to designing your life. I think everybody, there is so much pressure to consider everybody else's feelings and everybody else's perspective of you and what you're supposed to be doing when in reality you're supposed to be doing whatever the fuck you want and whatever the fuck makes you feel good and anyone who makes you question that is not your people and sometimes that requires that you cut off family for certain times for you to figure it out and like you're like a fucking renaissance woman i'm like she's fucking building shit she's cooking shit. i know i'm like she's you can funny. build it you she's can a beautifully make it, curated you blog you're like, a wife like, like you okay. did it like you're, like she really is a renaissance woman and her hair is perfectly trimmed and beautifully curled thank you <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah I, I think too on top of the pressure that like you already feel as a woman and then you become a mother and everyone has opinions and then you know your children then how you're raising your children and like just all the different facets of that and I know like your son he has autism and I can imagine there's a lot of judgment too about what you should be doing as a mother or this what, how you should be caring for him and like that's a whole other realm and space where you have to be assertive and be like no so like what would you say as a mother like too like what are the biggest misconceptions about you know having a child with autism well I think one if there's like it's very taboo. People, moms are embarrassed. It is torture if you sit in the house and you're like hiding your kid. Because I remember Ashton is very high functioning, but he still has things. There's something called stimming where like if he gets really excited, he sticks his hands out and he kind of flaps them. But if you were to just see him, you wouldn't really know until you like start talking to him. He's four and a half and he, he still talks like he's two. But, you know, once you see him with other kids, you can kind of see that something is off. And if he's very excited, he also doesn't understand personal boundaries and things like that. But I remember in the beginning, so my first son was so easy. He's very independent. He, like, is, is like, so smart. And he would always test very high on everything. So for me, I was like, oh, motherhood is a piece of fucking cake. Mm. And he was the first like grandchild, nephew, so everybody was like, oh, let me babysit, let me watch. I was like, oh, this shit is easy, okay. <laughs> but the second one humbled the shit out of me because at first I was like, God, I'm not patient. I don't... That's why. Yeah, I was... I've, and that's what I, I've learned now. It's like, I'm really very short-tempered. I'm very, like, impatient. I'm always moving. Things have to fit on my, like, schedule, my plan, or I will fucking lose it. And it's just... You can't do that with a you know kid who has autism. And I literally had to not only change my whole life around, but change my mindset. And I realized that I'm telling people, you know, don't give a fuck about what people think and blah, blah, blah. And I was doing that with myself. But with Ashton, I was still was like hiding it. Mm -hmm. And so when I found out, I think it's one in every four kids now is diagnosed with autism. I'm like, so why the fuck am I hiding this? Because there's clearly other moms hiding this, too. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it can be, you know, you can feel embarrassed and, you know, and then like going to the playground is like a whole thing. When they, when he goes with his brothers, they stay right with him because they are very protective. They don't want anybody. But if it's just me and him, I'm like, oh, God, one time this little girls were like in this little area and he starts walking up to him and they're like boys only. And he went and sat down like, Bitch, what? <laughs> what? So he's like, they're like playing. So they're running from him and he thinks that they're just running and he's like laughing and I'm watching like oh god do I jump in because you also don't want to be a helicopter mom I'm not going to be there for him forever I don't want to kids no matter what is going on you can't hold their hand for their entire lives this is what I believe you know is that you have to kind of let them go out and experience the world because this is you know that that's the world and I feel like if people would start talking more about their kids with autism or putting, you know, showing it so that you can normalize it so that other parents can see and learn to be more sympathetic about it, be more accepting. I feel like just generally you should talk to your kids about children with disabilities. And it has definitely, even with me, you know, it's made me think about kids I was in school with growing up that I'm like, oh, they were probably autistic. Mm -hmm. And people will call them like the weird kid or, you know, be the one person or the booger boy or booger girl or whatever. 
And it's like, fuck, damn, you feel really fucked right. up for like how. And it's like, no, they probably couldn't even control it. But what I would say to any moms that do have children on the spectrum or in general, and I've never been a person who was like into like taking vitamins and supplements and this and that and looking at what you eat or whatever. Because, I mean, my oldest, too, that they get Doritos and fucking any fucking thing. I, it doesn't need to be organic. It doesn't need to be this and that. But then I had this one after doing my own research, which you have to do because unfortunately pediatricians will just put your kid in a box. It wasn't until I got involved and started doing research and figuring out you have to try shit that the pediatrician sometimes will tell you not to do. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I feel like this is, you know, um, as far as like supplements and vitamins. And within that year with COVID, I took him from being nonverbal to he could then recognize like set or in say 72 different animal names and recognize everybody to point people out. And now, I mean, he's talking like shit, you know, and it's like these are things that the doctor said he wasn't as um, high on the spectrum, you know, or high functioning. All of these things, now every time they see them, they're like, what are you doing? And then I go and say, well, I changed his diet mm-hmm. or I added supplements. And they're like, well, no, it's not that. Right. There's been studies that show. Yeah. I would know. I'm a doctor. I'm no, like, okay, right. I respect what you're saying, but. I'm a mother. I'm a mother. Right. <laughs> okay. And I've been doing this and I've been seeing so much growth and, you know, whatever. So you can go fuck yourself, but whatever. <laughs> I'm only here so that, you know, I, he's okay. Everything else is okay. But autism, I know I got that in the bag, but it's fucking hard. It really is. What kind of supplements are? What kind of research did you find when you really like so your body naturally like your liver and stuff flushes out toxins and metals that's what it's there for and some people theirs does not work that well their body doesn't really flush out metals and toxins so I heard about this from another mom whose son had autism and she was saying she got him tested for metals and then there's this whole thing called like chelation where you give them like this. It was like this crazy thing. It wasn't crazy because it worked for her, but for me, it just didn't work. And it was like every other weekend for four days, every three hours, even in the middle of the night, you give them this supplement that starts to like take out the the metals. Mm -hmm. So Ashton took his test and his metals were very high in aluminum and mercury. And I was like, there's gotta be a better fucking way. I'm not gonna be able to wake up every three hours. It's gonna fucking get my nerves. I'm gonna be a bitch because I'm not gonna have no sleep. Like, no, that's not gonna work. And so some, one of my followers, which that's the part of being vulnerable that's beneficial. I was talking about how Ashton had autism. I was trying to find stuff. And they recommended these drops. Um, I think it's called BioRay. And I just put it in his juice. Mm-hmm. And they have all different ones, like for like calm, focus, things like belly, which is like probiotics and all this stuff. So on top of the other supplements I was giving him, like I didn't know that magnesium mm-hmm. helps to calm you. I didn't fucking know mm-hmm. that. I knew you need to take it, but I didn't know why. So if he's acting like a complete crackhead, for the next couple of days, I'm going to up how much magnesium I give him. And it helps to kind of bring him down. Also, if he gets gluten and I have him on a gluten-free diet, I know because he's acting like a crackhead. So then I give him more probiotics to kind of get that out of his system. And I think taking charge of that aspect of it has changed so much, not only in him, but in myself, because now... I'm looking at the shit that I'm putting in my body too. Right, yeah. I'm like, okay, I really need to be more particular because if a diet can really regulate his behavior as a child, maybe that's why I'm bitchy sometimes. Or maybe I'm just naturally bitchy. I don't know, but we'll put it to the test and see yeah, what I happens. Need to check my diet. Oh my God. Should we read an advice question? Oh, yes, we shall. Um, we have an advice question. You know, I forgot we even had this number, but apparently she didn't. Anyway. We do have an advice question. Can you play that? Hi. Um, I was wanting to get some advice, possibly. I am 23 years old, and I have a two-year-old. Um, we, I just recently separated from her dad, and I am re-entering the dating world. However, I feel like I have this giant scarlet letter on me because when I found out I was pregnant, I was also diagnosed with herpes. And, um, you know, the only person I've ever had to tell is my baby daddy. And now I feel super weird, like, re-entering the dating scene as a single mom. And I have this pretty big thing that, you know, 
obviously I treat it and I don't experience any symptoms with the medicine that I'm on, but it's still something that needs to be disclosed and I don't know how exactly to do that. I think I'm just really nervous um, for any rejection that I might get. Um, and so I was hoping I could get some guidance um, from some good moms that have also made bad choices. <laughs> um, please feel my voice. Thank you. Um, I mean, I think, you know, there's so much shame around sexually transmitted diseases and they are, they are so common and you'd be surprised how many people you've probably slept with, with a sexually transmitted disease and whether or not, maybe you didn't get it, you know what I mean? But it's, especially herpes, I feel like, isn't herpes like normal now? Did you you know that if you go get a STD test, if you don't specifically say herpes, they don't test you for that? No, and also because it's it's very common that, okay, from my understanding, it's very common that if you get a blood test, it may show up in your blood, even if you've never had an, any indication that you have herpes, it's just dormant, like in your blood. Just because you haven't had a, a outbreak doesn't mean necessarily that it's not laying, like, and if you would only know that if you got a blood test, which most doctors won't just do, now unless you go get a STD test and you have an active outbreak and they can, like, visually see it. Like, then it would still say no? Um, then then they'll test you. I think some of these things there is it's a hard conversation. Like it's not something that like I don't think anybody is excited to have to share. I mean, having sex with someone for the first time is already like, you know, can be complicated enough than to have to, you know, disclose something like that. But I think that there has to be a normalizing of it because also specifically herpes, like I believe most herpes are only you can only get them if you are having, having an, an outbreak. outbreak. Yeah, I believe that to be true. Also, genital herpes is common in the U.S. More than one out of every six people aged 14 to 49 have genital herpes. Well, and she said she wanted to know from good moms that made a bad or that the way she said it, it <laughs> sounded like she thought it was a bad choice. Yeah, it's not. A and bad nothing choice. that she did you was, didn't ask for uh, this. yeah. Right. So it wasn't. It's not like you didn't make a bad choice. You had sex, which everybody has sex. And sometimes, like, you could wear a condom and probably still contract genital herpes because it's just, like, just the touching of skin. This happened to me. This happened to me. I was back in my lesbian life. I had a a girlfriend, and we had been dating for, like, I want to say, like, three months. And she, we were in the bed one night, and she reached over, and she was, like, shaking. I was like, she's like, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what? And she was like, she told me that she had herpes and that she didn't tell me. She was afraid to tell me. And she she knows where she got it from her ex-girlfriend. She takes medicine. She doesn't really have to, like, she doesn't, like, she, it only is a thing if she's having a breakout. She explained it to me. And I, like, she was like, and the other day I was, I was, must have been in the shower, like, washing my hair. And I was like, if I had STD, I would kill myself or something. Like, oh, I said something Lord. crazy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I feel, she's like, I just left and went to the store, but I had to tell you. And, like, I wasn't pissed. I didn't break up with her. Like, I, I didn't contract herpes. And everything was fine, you know. And at the time, I had a friend who also had herpes, like, that I knew about. But, like, there is a huge stigma about it. But one of my friends told me her doctor. This is so valley. One of my friends told me that her doctor told her that, <laughs> um, like, in 2025, like, one out of two people will have herpes or some shit. Don't let that stop you from dating, first of all. First yeah. and foremost, get your ass out there ASAP. For everybody listening, we are not by any means doctors. We have no medical profession. Zero, none. Also, not please talk to your medical profession. Please, talk to your medical please profession. consult with your doctor before listening to any of this advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This Thanks show. for having me. Can you tell our people where they can find you? I'm on Instagram at the Funny Mama M O M M A and thefunnymama.com, and I also have a cookbook. Oh, yay. Sear Whip Drizzle. Yeah. What's it called? Sear Whip Drizzle. Ooh, a collection of recipes delicious. that moms will love. Mm. That's what it's called. Does it mean it's easy? Because I'm not. It's very easy. Okay, thank you. Erica loves a fucking recipe. I do. This is the oh, only you bitch. do? She's literally the only bitch I know that's still, I mean, maybe, yeah, she's still online, like, measuring it perfectly. I'm like, bitch, if you don't just. Because I'm trying to try new shit that you yeah. mastered. Like they, like said, they mastered the shit. I'm going to try it. She my whole goal is to make everything, everything in life can be easy. You just have to figure out how to make it easy. That's truly what I believe. I'm very lazy. I'm a middle child. So that's also why. <laughs> but it, it has worked for me. I'm going to be 34 in September and I'm still, you know, alive, taking all these shortcuts. And the same thing with cooking. You don't have to be super fancy to do all this shit. And your kids will love the food. 
and you'll thank me later. Yeah, we need. I need. I need. I need to get that link ASAP. Or I'm mean, gonna need to get that book. You guys know where to find us at Good Moms underscore Bad Choices on Instagram. Make sure you go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Oh, and if you want to watch this episode or any of our episodes, like me and Jamila doming a sub in New York City, or I don't know, we've done a lot of visual episodes that should be seen. And a lot of sex positions. We need to update our sex positions. You're right. Do you have any to, to contribute, my love? Oh, I do. Okay, I can't wait. Um, make sure you follow us um, at Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. And you have to actually put that in the URL because apparently moms are explicit. Don't forget to rate and review this episode. And follow Catrice, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. En la noche, solo puedo recordar la luz de la calle, de las estrellas, como bailamos en la gran ciudad. Suavemente, suavemente, suavemente.